0: Welcome into Outkick the Show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I am going early today because my day is so packed. There is no other time to do so, but also because we just had major news come down. Texas and Oklahoma have officially uh, told the Big 12 that they are bidding that conference Sayonara. Right off the top here, Uh, let me read you exactly what Texas and Oklahoma said uh, this morning. The University of Oklahoma and the University of Texas notified the Big 12 Athletic Conference today they will not be renewing their grant of media rights following expiration in 2025. Providing notice to the Big 12 at this point is important in advance of the expiration of the conference's current media rights agreement The universities intend to honor their existing grant of rights agreements however both universities will continue to monitor the rapidly evolving collegiate athletic landscape as they consider how best to position their athletic programs for the future. So the big takeaway there is Texas and Oklahoma are headed presumably to the SEC. There's always a possibility that there is another bidder out there. The Big Ten could make a run probably the only conference that could Uh, But with all the reports and everything that I have heard from everyone that I talked to it looks like Texas and Oklahoma are headed to the SEC. Now, big question how will the SEC align a 16-team conference and when might Texas and Oklahoma begin play in the SEC? That's a fantastic question. I think it remains to be seen whether they play in the Big 12 Conference all the way up to 2024 or whether they negotiate a early exit. Uh, if they negotiate an early exit the other schools in the Big 12 the eight remaining would get a lot of money. Of the eight schools that are remaining in the Big 12 what in the world's going to happen with them? Well, West Virginia would love to go to the ACC I would expect Kansas will have interest from the Big Ten and also potentially maybe the, uh, the ACC. Um, I would think that the Pac-12 may try to make a play to get into the state of Texas uh, or Oklahoma State or somewhere else. The challenge here looking forward is the Big Ten presidents value academics a tremendous amount the eight schools left in the Big 12 are not academic heavyweights right now. The Pac-12 who knows what they are going to do because they are also an academic related institution. So don't overlook the idea that the Big 10 could go after some of the Pac-12 schools because their grant of rights is up at the same time 2025 as the Big 12 schools. Uh, the SEC and the ACC schools are locked in for some time to come. So, the Big Ten could they make a move for UCLA, for Stanford, for USC, for Cal? Those are four elite academic institutions. Could the Big Ten make a play for some or all of those California schools? Maybe. If that were to happen then you might end up with the remaining schools in the Pac-12 the Arizona schools the Oregon schools the Washington schools combining with the remaining schools in uh, the Big 12 to create a different conference there. The California schools fit the Big 10's model from an academic perspective. What might happen with Notre Dame? Could the ACC add let's say West Virginia and Kansas? Maybe. Does the ACC stay put? Does the ACC make a run at some other schools and uh, this is just going to be wild but the big takeaway here is the SEC has made a monster move that makes five or six teams in a 12-team playoff potentially viable going forward. I like the four-pod model personally where you play uh, the four schools in your, uh, in your conference uh, sorry, the three schools in your uh, division and then you play a couple of rivals and then you go ahead and rotate your way through the rest of the SEC. Uh, we will see what exactly ends up happening there but again as I'm talking to you right now the grant of rights has come down and uh, there is nothing holding anybody in the Big 12 together now. I do think you ha- can't underrate the pressure that ESPN is under now from a legal perspective here so the Big 12 could end up surviving depending on how many options the other schools in the Big 12 have and whether the Big 10 or the Pac-12 or the ACC are going to come after any more of those schools going forward. So put a pen in this story Conference realignment effectively underway. I'll be writing about this later today giving you a deeper dive into this subject from an OutKick perspective. I absolutely love conference realignment and those of you who remember OutKick from the early days know that when uh, Missouri and Texas A&M and Nebraska and Colorado, Pittsburgh all of those different schools, Maryland Rutgers, when all of that movement happened a decade ago uh, I was uh, covering that uh, in incredible detail so I'll be writing on this potentially later today when I actually have some time in the afternoon by the way, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show set uh, to uh, to roll here sooner uh, rather than later uh, alright, uh, the NFL is blowing it as it pertains to COVID policy. This is not going to surprise anyone but the NFL has somehow managed to have a more restrictive COVID policy than they do a policy against sexual assault and what they're doing is ultimately I believe creating a major uh, issue because they're trying to distinguish between people who get COVID and are unvaccinated and people who get COVID and are vaccinated and here's the deal Everybody in the NFL young and healthy is unlikely to have significant issues from COVID as we already know. In fact, most of them are either going to be asymptomatic or experience it as a mild cold. So why are you distinguishing between vaccinated COVID and unvaccinated COVID when in theory the impact is going to be the same virtually non-existent? I believe the NFL should stop testing period and start treating this like the flu. If you feel sick then go home and don't come to work. If you don't feel sick then just keep coming to work. There's no reason for this. Playing football is far more dangerous than COVID and what I'm wondering is whether some players in states like Florida and Texas could end up challenging the NFL's policy under existing state law which is prohibiting employer mandates uh, under state law. I think this is going to be a huge mess for the NFL. Speaking of huge messes for the NFL how about Deshaun Watson? Showing up for Texans camp and almost no one in the media even pointing out hey wait a minute this guy has 22 different sexual assault allegations pending in civil court and yet he's showing up for camp and now they're talking about training him at the the Houston Texans. I never want to hear ever again for all time the idea that there is some sort of issue here uh, at all associated with unequal treatment uh, this is a conflict between two different identity groups which does the NFL value more? Black Lives Matter aka the idea that black quarterbacks are victims in the as it pertains to the NFL or Me Too and the NFL is making a pretty clear statement they're more afraid of COVID criticism than they are for sexual assault allegation criticism this is wild because Trevor Bauer won sexual assault allegation he's out in Major League Baseball Ezekiel Elliott won sexual uh, domestic violence allegation isn't allowed to play for six games Ben Roethlisberger won sexual assault allegation isn't allowed to play for four games and uh, Deshaun Watson has 22 sexual assault allegations and the NFL is unwilling to do anything at all to him. It's just absolute insanity. The NFL cares more about COVID vaccines than they do about sexual assault. Speaking of the failure as it pertains to COVID policy John Rahm is double vaxxed and has already had COVID. Yet he still tested positive for COVID and he's not able to play in the Olympics for golf. Bryson DeChambeau also testing positive. Why do I bring this up? Because you are seeing a large number of breakthrough cases as it pertains to COVID right now. In particular, uh, we have seen Chris Paul. We've seen a lot of New York Yankees. We now have seen John Rahm and Bryson DeChambeau. We are going to see a lot of players testing positive for COVID whether or not they got the vaccine. Why do I say that? Because a study out of Israel says that the Pfizer vaccine is only 39% effective when it comes to the newest Delta variant strain of COVID. What we have to start to recognize is COVID is never going away. The vaccine is not a panacea that's going to end COVID. The COVID is going to basically become the flu. It's here all the time it's here every year people get it. If you are old and elderly or obese and unhealthy it is going to create a possibility of an earlier death for you than otherwise. Now, the vaccine does according to that Israeli study help protect the severity of uh, COVID but it's only 39% effective at actually preventing COVID which means that all these athletes are going to be testing positive and that if we don't just acknowledge that COVID is here to stay COVID madness as it pertains to sports is going to create all sorts of postponements and all sorts of cancellations when a new football season begins. I'm just telling you both college and the pros and this idea of distinguishing between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated is not going to make any sense at all. The Olympics are underway But before I talk to you about the Olympics being underway I want to make sure that all of you know uh, that it is time to take care of your crown jewels with my friends at Manscaped. In particular, you should know summer's here. Are you ready to unveil your beach bod? You're in luck. Our friends at Manscaped now have their fourth generation this right here The Lawn Mower 4.0 you can compliment your summer bod with a trim from the leaders in male grooming sun shining, calling your name fellas join the 2 million men 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for hot guy summer look at this guy I'm the hot guy summer poster child here by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code DBAP20 that code is DBAP20 you're going to be glad that you did it you can also get the f- performance package 4.0, which includes the weed whacker, uh, which can help get your nose and ear uh, hairs in line. Uh, weed whackers also waterproof, and so is the uh, so is this guy, the lawnmower 4.0. Be slim and trim, and in ready for hot guy summer. All you have to do to get 20% off and free shipping is use the code DBAP20 at manscaped.com that's 20% off free shipping with the code DBAP20 at manscaped.com escape the shrubs and weeds this summer and shine with Manscaped. Uh, Also, the Olympics are underway. Nobody is watching them compared to past Olympics. I think there are several issues at play here. One, the time differential. Nobody has any idea what's live and what's not. Two, uh, we have also got so many people who just don't feel like celebrating the Olympics because so many athletes we feel hate America and so it's hard to cheer for them. I'm looking at you U.S. women's uh, soccer team and U.S. men's basketball team in fact a lot of people uh, in America actually enjoy the failure of the U.S. women's soccer team and the U.S. men's basketball team. Uh, Both teams have already lost the U.S. women's soccer team to Sweden And the U.S. men have already lost to France. How in the world did we lose to France in basketball? Well, they're better as a team sometimes but also because going forward there is uh, more of a global competition in the world of basketball now than there was back in 92 and 96 when we sent the Dream Team. We also don't have the best possible collection of athletes because many people decided not to play for the Olympic team Uh, and as a result, this Olympic team is flawed. I also think Greg Popovich is doing a significantly worse job of coaching than Mike Krzyzewski did uh, back in the day uh, going forward and so I think there are many issues here with this U.S. men's team and I think it's just creating the larger issue which is People are not massive fans right now of the U.S. Olympic men's team for basketball or the women's soccer team. Uh, Many people out there I would say the most patriotic American sports fans tend to be conservative. I really do think the Olympics if you look at where the audience for the Olympics comes from it tends to be a more conservative Republican audience. They want to celebrate America. They want to root for America to have the most gold medals it feels like to me this is going to be the least watched Olympics that any of us alive today have ever experienced. Doesn't help that Michael Phelps isn't there that Usain Bolt isn't there uh, Simone, uh, Simone Biles is probably the biggest uh, Olympic star and uh, already the U.S. women have, uh, have gone out in gymnastics which is the most popular sport uh, and not performed at a particularly high level So I do think all of those factors are conspiring uh, to create also the lack of fans and the absurdity of in the Olympics you can compete without masks on but you have to wear masks on uh, on the medal stage. It just doesn't make any sense at all. It seems to me to be completely ridiculous. Speaking of completely ridiculous how about the Cleveland Indians have now changed their name to the Cleveland Guardians. Now look I'm not one of these guys or girls out there who's obsessed with nicknames and mascots and everything else. But what I have been saying for years now is this never ends, right? Washington Redskins changed their name. Well, next up's the Cleveland Indians. Who's coming next? The Kansas City Chiefs, the Atlanta Braves, uh, who knows? Uh, the Chicago Blackhawks, Florida State Seminoles, uh, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. All of this mascot ridiculousness, it never ends if we could sit down and have a mediation with the woke universe and I'll represent sane people who are sports fans we could negotiate uh, a settlement and I would sign those papers just to be done forever with the idea of debating mascots but guess what? They wouldn't sign that agreement because their entire the woke universe their entire game plan always requires more They are the tip of the progressive spear. If they ever say, you know what, we're happy then they have to give up which is why their focus now is not even by and large on tangible things it's on intangible things. Systemic racism is intangible. It is at its core America's an awful racist place but you can't fix that. They don't want it to be fixed. They want to have that spear to stab over and over and over again and destroy all of the uh, foundations of American values and route, by the way, to a Marxist socialist state. That's the end goal. That's the ultimate end goal. They don't believe in capitalism. They don't believe in free markets. They don't believe in democracy. They believe in socialism and communism and that's why they want to tear down all American institutions and that's why, by the way, China is undergirding much of this attack because they want America to fail because they believe it shows the superiority of their system finally I got to go get ready for uh, the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show which will be starting in about 15 minutes I got a super busy day I'm running around all day Uh, but I want to tell you if you believe in true love we got true love all over again Ben Affleck and Jennifer Aniston uh, Jennifer Aniston, sorry Ben Affleck and uh, we have got Ben Affleck and J-Lo Bennifer, back together again. How did you get up here? Howard, What are you up here? My cats have somehow gotten into the uh, gotten into the office here. You might hear them meowing in the background. The door downstairs to dad's office is supposed to be closed so that this doesn't happen. I don't know how they've managed to fight their way up here but this is where they are right now. Uh, but Ben Affleck and J-Lo are back together again uh, and it's like time is truly a flat circle I have no idea what's going to end up happening with this duo but they are back again Hey, be quiet over there uh, I appreciate all of you I have to go get ready Oh God Come here Alright, so this is what happened by the way This cat ah, oh. This thing So my uh, These are hypoallergenic cats Alright, we've got two of them and I'm not a cat guy but during COVID my three boys and my wife argued that we needed to get Bengal tiger cats here. Alright, you can get down. And so uh, so now we have two cats in the house. And I don't even want to talk about how much these cats cost me. It's, a, it's an embarrassment how much these cats cost me. But they own the house. Uh, I have fallen down the flow chart uh, in the Travis family power rankings. My wife is number one youngest son is number two second youngest son is three oldest son is four the two cats are five and six and I am in the seven spot alright I gotta go get ready for this radio show I appreciate all of you welcome to the SEC, Oklahoma and Texas, conference realignment craziness, you can go read about it at OutKick, I'll break down the latest later in this day you just heard me break down the absolute latest but I'll write about it later I appreciate all of you, d unless you need to SBAP. I am Clay Travis and this has been Outkick the Show.